Well, it's great to be here worshiping with you. We are in a series here called Hear the Call. Hear the Call. We've been walking through Ephesians chapters 4, 5, and 6. In fact, we're on our last Sunday today of it. Hear the Call as we walk through Ephesians 4, 5, and 6. And it really goes down like this. Ephesians 1 through 3. Here's what we have in him. Ephesians 4, 5, and 6. So here's what we're called to be and go after. And so we've talked about hear the call and this call that comes in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. And and today is hear the call to spiritual war. Hear the call to spiritual war. And uh, man, this is no joke. And uh, all too often we dismiss it away, especially in this society. And uh, we really don't understand what we're going through. Hear the call to spiritual war. And... uh, There's a couple of steps that we are called to do to be very real about it. And so let's get after those today, all right? So turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. We'll start in verse 10 here. The first point, be strong in the Lord and recognize where the real war lies. Be strong in the Lord and recognize where the real war lies. Why do I say real war? Because we think that we have battles with people going on. But he's going to be pretty clear pretty fast here that that's not where the real war lies. And so we'll start in verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Finally, and in the original language it means one last thing I have for you. Of all the things I have, here's my last one, right? That's what it means, and that's why they translated it across, finally, and uh, be strong in the Lord, and uh, be strong. This is a statement of your strength and where you find it. Be strong. Notice it doesn't say strengthen yourself. Everybody say it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. In fact, it tells us where our strength is supposed to come from. Be strong in the Lord. And be strong in the Lord. Make sure that you're understanding that somehow God needs to be providing into your life or we got a major problem going on, okay? Be strong in the Lord. There's some level of ability. There's some level of uh, fortitude standing against that's going to come from God. And we need to make sure we've got that from him and in him. Uh, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Do not muscle it, but allow it. I think this is going to be very strongly coupled with the phrase, be filled, from last chapter in Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm telling you, if you want to be strong in the Lord, you're going to need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, this sense of strength that comes from Him is a lot of you allowing, letting Him work, confessing, getting sin set aside. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, help my eyes stay fixed on you. And this filling from the Holy Spirit brings us strength in the midst and be strong in the Lord. Uh, Let's not drift too far on that phrase and start making it something other than what he's already told us and commanded us to go after. Make sure the Holy Spirit is filling you. And uh, we talked a little bit about that. If you want to know more about it, you can go back two weeks and listen to that sermon and what that means to be filled with the Spirit and what we do to go after that. But I'm telling you, your worship lights this up. Your confession lights this up. 
That's the fact. Uh, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. And uh, how often do we wake up in the day and go, I'm going to be strong in my might. And uh, everybody say, that's a bad plan. That is a bad plan, and it does not get the job done, and it leaves us weak and anemic on many fronts. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. Uh, not just a little of the armor of God. Not just most of the armor of God. Put on the, the whole armor of God. Like, don't leave a vulnerable spot on you. Put on the whole armor of God. And we hear it. We may have heard this phrase a dozen times or a hundred times. But I'm telling you, we may not grasp the severity of the need of protecting every facet of your life with the whole armor, not just the partial armor of God. And uh, with the whole armor of God, why? That you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Know this, you are under full-out attack. Did you know that? And uh, Some of us may think, well, I've heard that. I'm not sure I believe that. And uh, just so you know, um, I will say it this way. Satan moves in different ways in different places, and his movement within America is to whisper to our mind all about us, so we become super self-absorbed and super possession-absorbed, and that's enough to take us off our game. And so we don't have this giant, overt, dark experience, except when we go to some creepy movie that's out. Have you seen these movies that come out? It's amazing. We were sitting in one of the movies recently that we had gone to see, and, and uh, every single show that came up that was coming out was super dark and evil and twisted and horrid, and, and uh, it got to a point where we're like, we're not going to see any movies for a little while, and uh, this is creepy, man, and uh, just so you know, the big, dark, heavy, overt, black, evil, that is tasted and felt around the world in places. And uh, it may not be here right now, or maybe you are experiencing that right now, but I'm telling you, we are under the dark, evil schemes of the attack of the devil. Notice it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And uh, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And uh, I think that's a great one to read after you've just done uh, a little marriage sermon the week before, right? And as we've talked about uh, husbands love your wives and children obey and wives submit and we've walked through the biblical passage and there very well may have been a little bit of stir in your home as you wrestled with some of these things, just know we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But that's subtle. That means when you're getting riled up, you're also getting whispered too. That means when you're sideways about how somebody's treating you and you're in the, oh no, they didn't mode, when you're in that mode, somebody's whispering, can you believe they did that? To you, of all people, with the way you acted when, and then you start becoming an expert of everything you've ever done right and everything they've ever done wrong. And uh, some of you might be there this week 
where you've got quite the list of everything they've ever done wrong. And as far as you're concerned, you polished your halo solidly this week. <laughs> Looking good. And uh, be careful. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against, and then the list that's given here is a, a hierarchical level of evil, hierarchy. And uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces in the heavenly places. There's these structures, and we're really not sure what these words represent exactly in the hierarchies, but we know this. There are the top dogs of evil, and then the next layers down, and the next layers down, and the next layers down, and there are minions by the millions that are sent out to do the whispering of evil into our ear and into our soul. Watch out. We're always being played. Always. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against a lot of dark levels with a lot of dark plans. And uh, may we be careful with that and take this for real. And our God knows what he's talking about. And so he asks us to put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to stand Put on this whole armor of God that we may be able to stand. We're going to see that word stand come up in just a little bit, so we'll talk about it there. But uh, I'm just telling you, he's asking us to take a stand for him. He's asking us to literally represent him in this dark world. And uh, May we grasp that there's a moment we're called to where literally in the midst of the day, we are facing down satanic scheme. For real. And, uh, and yes, he does move away. And we have to be super careful to understand why. Right? Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Please notice it does not say, just resist the devil and he will flee. Everybody say, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And uh, we're kind of like that little kid on the playground. I used this analogy one other time. But we're like that little kid on the playground with the weak little scrawny arms and we're smaller in stature and there's big bullies on the playground and they're pressing in. And all of a sudden we're like, all right, that's it. I'm putting a smack down on it. And we're like that little kid where we're like, hey, no more of that. You understand? And all of a sudden you see the bully go, got it. And you're like, that's right, mister. What you don't know is the biggest kid in the entire neighborhood, arms the size of timber, came up behind you and was standing with you. And as you said it, he went, and he went, I got it. And he's responding to the force behind you. And all of God's people said, man, we have one force of any level of being formidable, and it is Jesus Christ. He is our power, he is our strength, and we take a stand with him. And I'm telling you, if you are filled, God can do an amazing thing in and through you. And if it is just you, dude, skinny little scrawny arms, <laughs> that's us, man. We don't represent a lot, but with our king, we represent a ton. And a man be filled 
and put on the whole armor of God and be strong. And where we take a stand, God backs that. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And uh, so simple question. Um, And are you listening to what God has to say here? Are you being strong in his might? Or are you trying to wake up and be strong in your might every day? It's not going to get the job done. Be strong in his might. Get to know him closely and worship him passionately. Second, stand firm and take up the whole armor of God. Stand firm and take up the whole armor of God. All right, it says here in verse 13, Therefore, and when we see the therefore, we say, What's the therefore? Therefore, it's a connecting word. It's a purpose statement. It says, because of this, now here's some truth. Therefore, right? Because of what? Because we aren't wrestling against flesh and blood. Because we are wrestling against this huge amount of dark, evil forces. Because we're standing against them and we're called to it. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand firm. Take up the whole armor. This is the second time he said it. Stop toying around. Stop taking one or two pieces of armor and saying, ah, good enough. Time to take the whole armor and take a stand. Please notice it says take a stand. That means like you're given a position on a wall and you will not give it up. It is not a giant call to offensive attack. You are not running from your position, attacking in. That is not taking a stand. Taking the stand is you are given a position and you are setting your feet and you are on that wall and you will not be moved. Take your position with your God. Maybe it's in your family making clear who he is. Maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe it's in some friendships you have or some friendships you need to be giving up. Take your position on the wall. Men, the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to be a light in this dark world. Are you taking your position with him? Are you taking a stand? And uh, be careful Too many people read these words and they change it into attack with all you've got. And uh, that would not be what's meant. It means the position that Christ gives you, you take that position and you set your feet there and you do not move. And uh, whatever needs to be done or said to hold that position, yes. But that's more of a defensive position than an offensive. And uh, we're taking each position that Christ gives. And uh, he's in charge and he rules And all too often we get ourselves in deep water as we start running where God is not working and then trying to declare things he's not doing. And uh, we create a world of problems for ourselves. Uh, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand firm. It says, stand therefore, having fastened on, and now it starts going through the list, There's some ING words that tells us how to stand. Stand is equal to putting on the whole armor. Your defenses are fully up. And uh, I'm not sure there could be a better day for talking about defense 
than on 9-11. And uh, that was not even necessarily planned out. It rolled out this way with the way God knows what he's doing. And then this lined up. And I'm just telling you, we are called to take a full alert defense. Period. And to put on the whole armor of God. And uh, here we go. It says, having put on the belt of truth. Having put on the, having fastened on the belt of truth. And uh, this belt of truth talks about what you think and what you say. All right? The belt in warrior days, they used to clip up the clothing so they could move more freely. It would hold the clothing in place. It also had hooks on it so they could hang armor and they could hang weapons. All right? Your anchor is truth. If you love to twist words and if you love to think of what isn't true and say those over and over, be careful. You're weak at the very core. The first thing you're to have is truth and have it with all you've got. Fastened uh, with the belt of truth. And then it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now it's not just true in our thinking or in our words. It's true in our actions. Righteousness. Man, I'm telling you, the breastplate, it put over your chest. It's protecting your heart and lungs. The very life you have is protected by the actions you're involved in. Did you know that? The breastplate of righteousness. Man, get invested into doing works that honor your God. Love what he loves and hate what he hates. Get on with your king. Actions that honor your God actually bring protection. And if you want to put on this piece, you're waking up the day saying, Lord, what do I need to be about that you might be honored and glorified? Help me get after those things. Breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given with the gospel of peace. Man, this is armor that goes like knee all the way down to foot. It protects you so that if they were to come at you with an axe of some sort and hit the foot, it would bounce off the armor, protecting you so you can continue to move. The gospel of peace. Man, your movement within this world and your protection as you move within this world is the gospel of peace. We're not just going deep, we're going Gospel deep. Man, we're going way down. It affects every facet of your life. Get after it. You know the king of the universe. His name is Jesus Christ. You know the one who has set this place in motion by his spoken word. He maintains it by his presence. His name is Jesus Christ. And you know him as king. Represent. Represent well. And experience the peace that comes with knowing your God and the salvation he provides. And all of God's people said, man, we cloak on hardcore when we start grasping gospel and the power of Jesus Christ in this world. And uh, it says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The shield of faith... Warriors in olden times, this time in the Roman times, would have had about a two and a half foot wide shield. Uh, they actually would have had two of them. One was a smaller one for kind of portability and running. 
they would have typically carried a larger one, two and a half feet wide and about four feet high. And uh, they were a little bit shorter dudes as well. So they'd be able to kind of just tuck down right behind it and be protected. And they would carry that shield with them. And that shield protected them in every facet that may have had a little bit of a hole. They had this shield. And Paul's like, just so you know, you have that as well. You are walking with your shield of faith every day. And, uh, faith. And we better understand what that word means. Faith. And, uh, faith is this passion for trusting in your God. I just wrote it this way. Faith is believing God in his word no matter what I feel. This is a quote from James McDonald. Believing God in his word no matter what I feel because God promises a good result. Faith. Believing God and his word no matter what I feel. Are you hearing it? Think of what America teaches. If it feels good, believing God in his word, no matter what I feel. Right? America teaches, let your feelings take priority. The whisper from the pit of hell is literally saying, just listen to your gut. Faith is believing the word of God and trusting in him, going after him with all you've got. Faith, making much of your God as you act in a trusting way. Are you willing to step out in each day saying, Lord, I'm trusting you. No matter how bad today looks, I'm trusting you. I'm ready to see you work. Believing God in his word no matter how I feel. Because God promises a good result. Trust your God. All right, he calls us to use these shields of faith. And I'll just tell you, it says to extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Um, your faith extinguishes the flaming darts. Every little zing, every little cheap shot coming at you, your faith is what's putting that out, holding on with all you've got. I'm just telling you, I wish we knew more about this way back when uh, we started senior pastoring, our family, my wife and I, we did not necessarily grasp or understand the depth of this. And I'm just telling you, I had no clue of the plan that came down that said, attack the Harkness home on Friday, Saturday. And I wish we had figured it out because we fought a lot on Friday, Saturday about silly little things that would come up, something would stir, and we'd start to get a little sideways and we'd feel like they're not listening to me. And we'd raise up into it with each other and we were wrestling against flesh and blood when really the fight is not against flesh and blood. And it took us a number of years, probably a year and a half to two years to start to realize, you know, at least once a month, Friday, Saturday becomes a bad moment for us. We got to get this thing figured out. And uh, we started praying to that end. We started being aware to that end. And I'm telling you, Friday, Saturdays, the last five years have actually been pretty much a dream. And uh, it's been amazing how light it's been as we're aware of it. We didn't realize they switched to Monday. Uh, fair statement. I'm just telling you, you get tired. This takes a lot, man. Preaching takes a lot. It's a spiritual war in itself. There's an exhaustion at the end of the day. We were tired, and all of a sudden, the silly little conversation would come up on Sunday night or Monday. But I'm telling you, it came after this whisper. 
You are useless. You are worthless. You are not valued in this home. And every single one of our family members was hearing it. And each one of us felt attacked by the others. And we get up feeling like we needed to prove ourselves. Exhausted and not being able to fight back. And we had some bad Mondays, dude. Figuring out that it was not about flesh and blood. As we had to figure out the words we were talking were useless to say and it's not about this. Man, watch yourselves. I guarantee you the battle you are having with another human being is a play. You are being toyed and whispered to. And the darts of the enemy are on fire to tear you up. Man, put your faith in play. Be aware of when you're being hit. There is a plan to it all. And call it out. Talk to each other about it. Pray for each other in it and out of it. May your family become protected because not on your watch. Faith. My God's got this in hand. And I will not be brought down to thinking about small little things like my glory or my comfort. I'm going to care for my family the best way I know how. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. One applause, and that's my wife. Yeah. I'm just telling you, I guarantee you last week, Sunday, Monday, was rough in your home uh, as we talk about marriages. You watch the whispers. Watch those whispers. And you bring the armor and the trust in your God with all you've got. And all of God's people said, Amen. all right, let's just keep going here. And uh, so we've seen the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the gospel of peace on our feet. And now we've seen the shield of faith. And then it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Helmet of salvation. This is assurance for present safety and future eternity. Helmet of salvation. Best phrase I can put on it. The assurance of present safety and future eternity. That's what we're talking about. The helmet of salvation, it brings a hope with it. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.8 talks about it being the hope of this salvation as a helmet for you. The hope of your salvation is the helmet you're putting on. It's a hope. It's a faith you're picking up as a shield. It's a hope you're putting on to protect your mind. You are hoping and leaning on your God and all that he promises. And the salvation, it is a present day experience and it will be a future experience as well. It is both and. And, uh, and how often do we wake up just putting on the helmet of salvation and that's it? And, uh, be careful with that. Well, I'm saved. Helmet on. And uh, dude, you've got a lot of open area to hit. And to watch yourself, that's not enough. Walk with your God. We are under war. And uh, the helmet of salvation and then... Uh, 
one of the few offensive weapons here, uh, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And uh, I want to be very clear here. This talks about the sword of the Spirit. This is the written Word. This is the spoken Word. It says the Word, which is the uh, Word of God, right? And this Word here, there's really two words in the original language uh, to say Word. And uh, one of them means written word or collective organized group of words. The other means spoken word. This is actually the one meaning spoken word. He's talking about the preached words of the Holy Spirit, whether preached through a, uh, an apostle or a prophet or a pastor or somehow spoken out to you. And at that time, they didn't have those words written down. And so he was speaking to the spoken words, okay, for sure that. But as we then took those spoken words and recorded them, we now have it written collectively and absolutely the word of God, the Bible in your hand. This is the Holy Spirit pressing in your life. This is God moving in his word. Man, do not walk away from your Bible. It is the one offensive weapon you have. When Christ was pressed by Satan, he said, it is written. And he picked up the word. I'm telling you, the sword of the spirit is more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right? And, uh, and you are worthless as God would stand next to you. This little whisper comes out from Satan. You are worthless. Quote back. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? The cheap shot at you. It will not carry truth. It will carry a little bit of sense of feeling to you. It'll feel right, but it's untrue. You quote the words of God that write that ship, and you put it in its place. I don't know what words to say. Man, get a hold of your small group leader or somebody in your small group. Get a hold of a pastor. We will get words to you. I'm telling you, God has given us a ton to know what his position is. Do not buy the lies. Do not buy the lies. I am saying this with all I've got, and I don't think I would have preached this way even four years ago. We are being lied to on a daily, regular basis. The whispered droning into your ear is there to wreck you and wreck your family. It is time to hear from God and his word and push that out. It is written and quote it with all you've got, believing with all you've got, watching God move, maybe like never before. And uh, man, you might be under a heavy weight, even right now in this room. And I'm just telling you, it's time to get close to your God. Worship and confess it up. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Then you can do a little resisting as you watch God work. Best way to resist Satan, it is written. And you and your thoughts are not going to get it done. Bring what God has to say. This is where my God stands. And so this is where I stand. And, uh, I'm just telling you, we are in a church that is on fire. That does mean that there will be a pretty heavy attack. I want to be very real on it, and I'm 
I've told you one thing already. Uh, I've let you into our home in a very real way from a couple years back and some of the struggles we've had and the whispers that we got played on. And I'm just telling you, man, the press is to steal from you. I heard this quote on the way in today. God is so good. Turn on the radio, and he's like, do you know why Satan and the demons attack us? Like, what? I've never heard this on a Sunday morning in my life, but the day I'm preaching on so I'm going to share it with you. He said, because they are keeping you from experiencing what they fell from. Let that settle. They are keeping you from experiencing what they fell from. And if you're like, yeah, I don't know if I really believe in demons, watch out. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, real as all get out, not just because of red, but experienced, watch out. The darkness and the oppression that comes when we won't call out what it is. And so what do they do? I'll just write this down. Here's a few words that we can say real quickly. Satan's attack. Ready? Satan's attack. He will use the lie. That's his first one. Lie and deception. Lie and deception. Second, uh, temptation to sin. Temptation. Come on. Everybody else is doing it. You come on. It's so good. Right? By the way, the answer to the lie is the belt of truth. Temptation. The answer to temptation is the breastplate of righteousness. Right? Uh, a call to self-reliance. You don't need anybody else, just you, man. You can do this. Even when it comes to salvation, just you. And uh, self-reliance. And our answer is gospel hope, Jesus Christ. Christ-reliance. Right? Satan uses the lie. Satan uses temptation. Satan calls us to self-reliance. Satan uses tough circumstances, never without the hand of God. None, none of these, by the way. Satan never gets to do or say without God approving. Never, ever, ever. Right? Job 1, if you want an example of it, what he's saying or doing, God's allowing for our strengthening along the way. Let's stand up under, okay? And uh, tough circumstances or doubts, man, the shield of faith brings it to bear there, all right? Number five, accusation, hopelessness. You're not worth saving. God won't save, not you. Dude, that is a lie from the pit of hell. We are not worth saving. I'm good to hear that. My Savior, he says what's worthwhile, and he chooses to sacrifice for me. I trust in my king. The end. I'm leaning on the words of Christ. Man, do not let hopelessness and accusation whisper into the pit of your soul. Put on the helmet of salvation. Present day as well as future. And the last one, the twisting of God's word. Watch out when you start quoting God's word because Satan knows God's word and he'll quote it back wrongly. The twisting of God's word. Be careful. These are the hits that come from Satan. The lie, temptation, self-reliance, tough circumstances, accusation, twisting God's word. And God's given us full armor protecting against. Put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel peace on your feet, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on how much? The whole armor of God. I'll just use a lame example now because it's Greek mythology, but you know the Greek god Achilles, right? Achilles. 
So the whole statement on that God was um, his mom wanted him protected, so she dipped him into a river, special river, pulled him up out of the river, and everything that touched the water was going to be somehow magically protected, but she had to hold him by his Achilles heel, right? And so that was his one vulnerable spot. And so we use that phrase a lot in our society, what's your Achilles heel, right? It's that one spot unprotected. Hear me, God does not give us an unprotected spot, whole armor of God, whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor. And uh, Simple question. What piece of the armor are you not putting on? Or maybe it's pieces. Get real. Truth. Righteousness. Gospel. Faith. Salvation. Hope. Sword of the Spirit. And you go after what you need to go after this week and make this a war like Satan has never seen. All right? Third, keep alert and pray passionately until the end. Keep alert and pray passionately until the end. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Praying at all times. Just put these words under prayer. Praying. Adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. Notice it spells the word acts out, A-C-T-S. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. That is life-changing prayer. Adoration, God, you are awesome. Confession, Lord, please forgive me. Thanksgiving, I'm amazed with what you're doing in my life. Supplication, Lord, could you work here? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Here's the sad part. Most of us think of prayer as just supplication. Lord, help! And that's not bad prayer, but it's not the only prayer. And to make sure you've got whole prayer, all right? Praying at all times in the Spirit with adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. It says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Keep alert. Pray passionately. Know this. There's an attack on. We are at war. God is at work in this room. Don't kid yourself. Satan's not going to let you walk out on a high. Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. And he says here at the end, and pray also for me that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Man, pray that Christ moves in this world, that churches, God-fearing, God-honoring churches are brought up, that the word is preached, that Christ is glorified, that we who are called to share, share boldly. Pray. Spiritual warfare is about prayer. I'm not going to go into depth on this, but I'm just going to tell you this. John and I have had a couple experiences that were beyond dark. And... Um, Hugely heavy on us. In the midst of attack in certain areas around here spiritually, some things going on, we got heavy spiritual attack in our home. Our family's gotten so used to it, we're able to converse on it openly now. Know this, it's real. And please hear me. It is time. It is time to recognize the reality. And I'm telling you, in the midst of the darkest moments we experienced, it all goes away when we start praying when we start praying. And as I woke her up one night and said, honey, you got to start praying with me. This is bad. 
And I won't go into the heavy of it here, but I'm telling you, we started praying, and 20 minutes later, it all lifted, and there was a euphoric feeling in the room, and there was celebration going on, and hear me, there is a group of evil ones that have fallen from heaven, and they want to take you down and steal your joy. Put on the whole armor of God, and having done all, stand, praying at all times. And all of God's people said, Amen. man, go after it with all you've got. Get back over this message and hear it a multiple times if you need to. Let's let God be moving in this church. That's our prayer. Let's pray.